This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard Podcast. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday afternoon, folks. So last night, we dropped the Dustin Gold Nugget teasing episode 81, and I told you guys that it may or may not come out, and that would be last night, Saturday night. And so... I just was so busy yesterday and organizing all this new intelligence I got, trying to read that, running around with my wife. We went and had Korean barbecue, folks. Have you ever had that? It's one of my favorite things. Been having it for 15 years. And so we went and ate a bunch of meat. And uh, it was kind of the last outing I think we'll have before the baby's born. We're guessing in the next couple of days. So. That was fun. And then we got back late last night. My stomach was full of meat. I'm talking garlic, pork, bulgogi, spicy chicken, uh, squid, steaks, all kinds of stuff. So I was pretty full. I recorded it, and then I decided to just do some research. And then this morning, I ended up on the phone with Jim, who was our guest on episode, what was that, 80, that four-hour interview. And so we're set to record another episode in that series the week of november 14th he has to do a little bit additional research this week tying together some of the pieces coming out of the bank for international settlements and their plans in cooperation with blackrock vanguard and state street to hijack all of the natural resources and as i've explained to you that actually ties back into the original technocracy plans 
coming out of 1919, 1920s, 1933, 1942. That was all major years in the development of the technocracy program, uh, the form of governance. So Jim is tying all that together. Today, we connected a bunch of new dots. He is an avid listener of Catherine Austin Fitz, John Titus. He listens to a lot of Whitney Webb. A lot of the shows I listened to before I started this show, and now I haven't been able to listen to other people's podcasts, but I think that's great. I'm not in competition with them to try to necessarily uncover things that they haven't uncovered. I'm just doing this my way, introducing you to the material in case you haven't listened to those shows. I don't like to just pull chunks out of documents, as you see my style is. I like to analyze full articles, full documents, full speeches, full panel discussions. This is for those people who want to know in depth what is going on, how we got there, and where we're going. So that's my style. Uh, but he said that as far as he is aware, he's also read Patrick Wood, uh, his books that he's put out on technocracy. He has not seen a lot of people, uh, or any really, who have connected the dots the way that we've been doing here. So on this show, we're bringing together transhumanism technocracy the un stuff climate change and we're going to get into the financial system cbdc but we're putting it all together and showing how it overlaps where it goes i'm not really sure i mean eventually i told you several times i want to be able to put sort of a 10 page thomas Paine common sense sort of pamphlet powerpoint live presentation together showing the entire architecture of this system and showing people what we really live under so we can stop with this nonsense of believing that we are just operating within some sort of corrupt corporatist illusion uh, that, that, that kind of overrides the constitutional republic. I believe we're actually in a technocracy. You can call it a quasi-technocracy. We're moving further into a technocracy. Yes, it's going to be worldwide. But as uh, I talked with Jim today about all of the roadblocks and the speed bumps and the hiccups that these people run into in their plans to corral 7.6 billion people an entire world into this technocratic prison planet so we're going to go over some of that on the next special as well folks so there is hope here we're also starting to figure out things that people can do how you can still do banking but get around the current system what can people do to help break this system it is not inevitable i'm actually starting to have more hope than i used to um but it involves waking up one, two, three, five percent of the population to this. How we get that done, I don't know. We don't really have the plants that. We don't own a giant social media company. We don't have the ability to turn on uh, our broadcast and hit 10 million people. It just doesn't work that way. So we'll continue to work through this. But there is hope. We actually talked about an idea that I had uh, years ago, I presented to the gym. He's a finance guy. I said, is this feasible? Is this something that could be done? Could we build sort of a breakaway civilization? How could this be done for people that want to escape the system somewhat, want to live half Amish, but don't have the ability to go out and buy a homestead? They don't want to become a farmer. So I showed him these plans 
And he said, you know what? Let me think about that. We should war game that on one of the episodes. So we'll do that as well, folks. What I want to do on this episode, 81, as I told you, um, I blocked this all out yesterday. And so I'm deep, deep, deep into the technocracy. uh, And I'll explain the importance of the documents that I found to you uh, later on in this episode. But right now, I've got a document that Jim sent over to me that he ran into that comes out of the United Nations. And so I want to read you a piece of this and explain to you its importance in the big scope in ushering in this technocratic transhumanism that these folks are working on. It's a complete and total control system. And as I talked about with Jim today, I said to him, when you're researching, keep your eye out that there's two parts to this. There is the enslavement of all men under the prison planet technocracy. That's right here in the physical world. And then there is going to also be coupled with this um, sort of, there's got to be a mass genocide component to this. There has to be a, a eugenics tied into this. So you have the war on humanity, the engineering of humanity out of existence. So I said, this is what we're bringing in, all the pieces the enslavement of the people they allow to live, some sort of mass genocide for certain people, and then actually engineering of humanity out of existence using all of this transhumanist technology, the Frankenstein technology, it all comes together. So let me jump into this because it ties into what Jim talked about in episode 80, and it's very important because this is the structure, one of the major elements of this prison planet, the stuff right here in the physical world. And this has to do with the monetary system that they are putting into place. I know everyone wants to talk about CBDC and universal basic income, and we're going to get into that with Jim uh, very soon. That's coming up. uh, I think it's going to be part four of the series we're doing, but we had to lay the foundation first, which was the climate change hoax, because that is instrumental in this plan that they are pushing forward and i'm going to show you hopefully a couple other articles that we found today as well that connects into this system but right here this is out of this un document this united nations document uh from a couple of years ago and this is i'll get into exactly what it is after but let me start reading this to you because i've got a lot to pack in on this show and and let me just say too on episode 82 that's the next show we're going to get into their plans for how they're going to handle transportation vehicles stuff like that and show you how that ties in to the circular economy which comes out of the famous video from the world economic forum you will own nothing and be happy that whole thing that was memed and put out there i'm going to actually show you a real white paper on exactly what it is they're talking about. But I won't get to that until episode 82. All right, this is section 2271, 22.7.1, Energy Certificates. It says there are a large number of different bookkeeping devices whereby the distribution to and records of rate of consumption of the entire population can be kept. Under a technological administration of abundance, there is only one efficient method, that employing a system of energy credits. By this system, all books and records pertaining to consumption are kept by the distribution sequence of the social mechanism. 
the income is granted to the public in the form of energy certificates. And there are a lot of sections that lead up to this explaining the social mechanism, explaining income and how that works. Eventually, we will break all of this down, folks. But let me just lay the foundation here so you understand this part. It says, these certificates are merely pieces of paper containing certain printed matter. They are issued individually to every adult of the entire population. The certificates issued to an individual may be thought of as possessing some of the properties, both of bank check and of traveler's check. They would resemble a bank check in that they carry no face denomination. They receive their denomination only when being spent. They resemble a traveler's check in that they possess some means of ready identification, such as counter signature, photograph, or some similar device, so as to establish easy identification by the person to whom issued, and at the same time remain absolutely useless in the hands of of anyone else. Do you understand that? I'm not going to analyze this a lot as I read through it. I want to just get it down first, then we'll go back through the show and analyze this and compare it to other documents that are out there. It says the record of one's income and its rate of expenditure is kept by the distribution sequence so that that it is a simple matter at any time for the distribution sequence to ascertain the state of an unknown customer's balance. This is somewhat analogous to a combination bank and department store, wherein all the customers of the store also keep bank accounts at the store bank. In such a case, the customer's credit at the department store is as good as his bank account, and the state of this account is available to the store at all times. Now, how would they go about doing this, folks? Think about it from the standpoint of blockchain and the ledger right? It could be done through that sort of technology. And um, I think I will get into blockchain sometime in the next couple of episodes. It says, besides the properties enumerated above, our energy certificates also contain the following additional information about the person to whom is sued. The background color of the certificate records, whether he has not yet begun his period of service, is now performing service or is retired, a different color being used for each of these categories. A diagonal stripe in one direction records that the purchaser is of the male sex. A corresponding diagonal in the other direction signifies the female sex. What happens to all of the non-binary folks? I don't know. Maybe the UN didn't figure this out. It goes on to say, in the background across the face of the certificate is printed or watermarked the two-year balanced load period during which the particular certificate is valid. Also printed on the certificate is additional data about the recipient, including the geographical area in which he resides, and a catalog number signifying the specific function sequence and job at which he works. When making purchases of either goods or services, an individual surrenders the energy certificates properly identified and signed. These surrendered certificates are then perforated with a catalog numbers of the specific item and amount purchased and also a 
its energy cost. These canceled certificates then clear through the bookkeeping apparatus of the distribution sequence. Again, they're talking about blockchain technology. The significance of this from the point of view of knowledge of what is going on in the social system and of social control can best be appreciated when one surveys the whole system in perspective. First, one single organization is manning and operating the whole social mechanism. This same organization not only produces, but distributes all goods and services. Hence, a uniform system of record keeping exists for the entire social operation and all records of production and distribution clear to one central headquarters. Tabulation of the information contained on the canceled energy certificates day by day provides a complete record of distribution or of the public rate of consumption by commodity, by sex, by regional division, by occupation, and by age group. Remember, Yuval Noah Harari has said many times, those who control the data are the gods of the new era. When I get back, folks, we're going to finish up this document, and I'm going to give you a big reveal, ladies and gentlemen, a big reveal when we get back. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold, folks. All right, so we're learning about these energy certificates, this plan for energy certificates coming out of the United Nations in a document that's a couple years old. Trust me, folks, there's a method to my madness here. I wargamed the presentation of this material with Maria Albanese of the Thomas Paine podcast, co-host on Fridays. Uh, Yesterday, folks, I talked to her about this. We were doing some research late last night. She dug up some additional information as well. Hopefully this week she'll have a little more time. She will come on the show and we will start to dig through the stuff that she has been cataloging. But let me continue with this, folks. It says, with this information clearing continuously, again, and what they're talking about is the tabulation of the information contained on the canceled energy certificates day by day provides a complete record of distribution or the public rate of consumption by commodity, by sex, by regional division, by occupation, and by age group, okay? And it says, with this information clearing continuously to a central headquarters, we have a case exactly analogous to the control panel of a power plant or the bridge of an ocean liner or the meter panel of a modern airplane. It says, in uh, A... Ensure a continuous distribution of goods and services to every member of the population. B, enable all goods and services to be measured in a... Okay, now, what, what's happening here... Give me one second, folks, because there's some content that's actually missing out of this document. That's okay. It, don't worry. We'll be fine. It says, the case of a steam plant, the meter panel records continuously... Uh, 
Yeah, the steam pressure of the boilers, the fuel record, the voltage and kilowatt output of the generators, and all other similar pertinent data. In the case of operating an entire social mechanism, the data required are more voluminous in detail, but not otherwise essentially different from that provided by the instrument panel in the steam plant. The clearing of the energy certificates tabulated in all the various ways we have indicated gives precise information at all times on the state of consumption of every kind of commodity or service in all parts of the continent. In addition to this, there is also corresponding information on stocks of materials and rates of operation in every stage of every industrial flow line. There is likewise a complete record on all hospitals, on the educational system, amusements, and others on the more purely social services. This information makes it possible to know exactly what to do at all times in order to maintain the operation of the social mechanism at the highest possible load factor and efficiency. Now, let me tell you this, folks. That is some pretty scary stuff. Now, we've covered here the World Economic Forum's panel discussion on the industrial metaverse, how they are basically creating a digital twin, as they admit to, of everything inside of the industrial space, the industrial sector, basically what they would call here this mechanism, this social mechanism. And so this is already being done. Uh, as Jim gets into the CBDC, will be these uh, energy certificates. Right now, you look at them as carbon credits. So let me just admit this to you, folks. This, what I just read you, believe it or not, this is not from the United Nations. It's not from two years ago. This did not come from Jim. This is actually, folks, from a document called the Technocracy Study Course. And this was published, ladies and gentlemen, in 1934. This is a 295-page document. I believe this was actually written or put together by M. King Hubbard, who we got into the other day on the show, one of the leaders in the Technocracy Incorporated movement. And this was a course that people would take and people were were pushed to understand this if they wanted to join the technocracy movement and it is purposefully written in layman's terms not all types of scientific jargon because they didn't need just the scientists and engineers on board with this they needed to get people outside of what would later be the elite class the scientists and engineers to get on board with it they needed to get you and me on board with this and so this document i have been reviewing in detail folks along with um, several other very important documents in the founding of the technocracy movement as i told you technocracy incorporated came together in 1933 these ideas had been floating around uh, really going back to 1919 and even before that they took a lot of uh, the ideas from certain philosophers economists scientists engineers uh, authors and folks like that but really under howard scott they started putting this stuff down on paper and when you go through these documents i'm going to be a hundred percent open with you on this um it's a lot of stuff folks i don't know if you're going to have time to dig through this yourself don't worry because we're going to break it all down here 
at the dust and gold standard i think we're going to have to go through this stuff over the next hundred episodes piece by piece by piece as i told you i'm going to actually start recording i actually did start on that today but i'm going to start actually recording these sort of in audiobook form and they're going to be released on the hotwire level of pain.tv slash gold and then also sort of a middle tier i'm going to create i'm talking to mike and the team this week about it and so this stuff will be available to you in an ad free rss feed so you can listen to these you'll be able to download the mp3 files so when you're driving in your car in between shows in between listening to the thomas Payne podcast or the dust and gold standard you could start to actually absorb this because i'm going to be honest with you right now the documents that come out of Technocracy Incorporated are basically the founding documents of the government that you find yourself in today. A lot of you may think that this started in 2020 under COVID land, the high school theater production. No, this stuff has been been under architecture and has been rolled out going back here to the beginning 1933 when you try to learn about the history of america so-called america which i truly and 100 percent believe is dead whatever vision or version of the founding of this country or the constitutional republic we supposedly live under gone gone i, t- I tend to believe that it ended during the civil war under abraham lincoln but i'm even willing to entertain the idea that it was a lie from the beginning some of the stuff that legal man on the podcast the quash explains but let's just say america was alive until the civil war let's just pretend that is the case because i don't want to have to go back to the founding and then talk about all these uh driving forces behind the founding so for for today's show at least let's say it ended during the civil war and then we were picking up the pieces uh after that but the federal government had been uh centralized and then it took all this power and everything but the real founding documents the version of let's say we went back to our founding and we were going to read the declaration of independence the federalist papers the articles of confederation the constitution the bill of rights etc etc um these documents that i have my hands on are the founding documents of the technocracy or the quasi technocracy that we live under today these are definitely the founding documents of sort of the international apparatus when we're looking at the united nations we are looking at the world economic forum we are looking at the trilateral commission uh, council for foreign relations uh, all of this stuff folks these are the founding documents so if you want to truly understand the governmental structure in which you're living under this is it uh they are in the process of implementing all of this and going back to 1933 in that piece i just read you will see they're talking about punch cards and paper certificates i figured that some of you would probably catch on or think that i made a major mistake as i was reading that because it didn't sound like the technology of today but now they have the technology in place to be able to track everything they're talking about actually they already do track all of it 
every transaction that you make, folks, they know your sex, they know your uh, color, your ethnicity, religion. I mean, there's a huge digital footprint on every single one of us. There's the equivalent of an FBI jacket on every single person out there. That is, of course, if you're making uh, cash transactions or you're bartering with uh, Amish folks or homesteaders at their farms. Obviously, that's not as tracked, but it is also tracked because if you have a car that's newer than you know, 15, 20 years old with a computer, you're being tracked everywhere you go. If you happen to buy a new car, an electric vehicle, all that, 100% tracked. And we are going to get into transportation and how that works within this system on the next episode, episode 82. And I'm going to show you what the plans coming out of 1933 were for transportation and vehicles. And you're going to see how that was slightly modified and how that fits into exactly what the technocrats are doing today so that's why i'm saying these documents are so important if you want to understand what happened to you going uh, back to march 2020 when covid land the high school theater production the great reset the fourth industrial revolution all kicked off you have to go back to these founding documents if we were operating under the system we believe we are, constitutional republic, you would go back and you'd study the Declaration of Independence, you'd join like a Hillsdale College uh, course, and you would learn about the Declaration, the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, the Articles of Confederation, uh, all of that stuff to try to understand the system you live under. If you're going to go debate in a local town council, you learn the uh, Robert's Rules of Order, right? Well, if you truly, truly, folks, want to understand the system you're living under and the current architecture that they are implementing today the infrastructure that they are building you have to go back to 1933 and some people say it's so long ago who cares well why are you reading documents from 1760 1770 1780 1790 that system i believe is actually dead now we may one day want to create a breakaway civilization and build it off those ideas that's fine but if you really want to know what you're living under now, this is it, folks. And this technocracy study course, it's an easy read. It's a great place to start. It's 295 pages. So that's like reading a book. You guys read books on all kinds of things. And I will turn this into an audio book for you, for those that don't have time to sit there and read this, or it's a pain to read this off your iPhone, or you don't want to go spend $150 to print this at Staples. I will do it in an audio book form. And this way you understand it. Now, this is just one piece, folks. This 300 pages, one piece. I have a 3,000-page document. I'm about 300 pages in on an entire collection of Howard Scott, the founder of Technocracy Incorporated's entire life, his history, uh, articles on him, lectures he gave, speeches, white papers he wrote, interviews he was involved in, and I'm about 300 pages into that. Completely fascinating. Now, when I get back, I'm going to tell you something that John, uh, sorry, John, Jim and I, stumbled upon over the last couple of days 
that I think is just going to blow your mind. I'm not going to go too deep on it today because him and I will discuss it in future episodes. But the stuff that we're finding is amazing. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into depth here with this 24-page document published in 1938. And this is from Technocracy Incorporated. It's called The Energy Certificate. And it actually explains this system. So this way you have the information when we talk to Jim again, and we'll understand and be able to connect the dots between how the energy certificate became the carbon credit system and will become the central bank digital currency. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard. Thanks for hanging out with us this Sunday afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, a couple things. There's a lot of you out there in the pain.tv slash gold community and over on Twitter sending me a boatload of information. Also at Telegram, someone just sent me some stuff on Elon Musk and Elon Musk Neuralink brain chip and who he's involved with. Uh, over at Twitter, people are sending me stuff on the new right. A lot of the topics, obviously, that we covered here at the Dust and Gold Standard. Um, digging up all kinds of information. So here is what I suggest to you folks, because I know you are having a good time doing all this research. And when you send me things, I add it to my file. And then what happens on my file is sometimes stuff just keeps getting pushed down and down and down. Because what you send me, you might have spent 10 hours reading on something. You send it to me. Now, I got to dig into it and spend 10 hours. So what I really want you to do, because I want this to be a show built by the audience. This is a we the people, a show for the people, by the people, and of the people, okay? Because this is going to take a team effort to completely dismantle this and then put together our plans to show what these guys are doing in the future and then the solutions to work around it. I want you to take something that's your area of interest. People are digging, let's say, on the new right right now, finding more and more stuff of Peter Thiel connected to Steve Bannon, connected to the old new right movement, and just become an expert in that one area And then let me know when you're ready to unload, I don't care, 30 minutes of material, and I'll bring you on the show and you can educate me and the audience on what you dug up. Because now that I got into the technocracy stuff, and now I'm trying to merge the history in with what's going on right now with Jim's material... That's it's taking me a lot of time when I'm not here on the show. I'm spending four, five, six hours a day reading this stuff, cataloging it, trying to connect the dots, looking into different theories we have. And so while you're doing that with stuff that is 
um, connecting with you and things you're interested in, or maybe it, it relates to something that you know from work or your skill. Become an expert in that area and then come on the show like Jim did and present the information you have to me and to the audience and show us how it fits in to the big picture. Uh, someone is looking into Elon Musk and Neuralink and the, one of the guys that he worked with and, you know, read that stuff, dig deep, find a couple of articles, connect the dots, figure out what companies are behind it, get the proof together like we do here at the show and then come on here. I'll bring you on for a special. It doesn't have to be four hours like what Jim did. It can be half hour, an hour, whatever, and we will talk about it and present it to the audience, and I'll get smarter, the audience will get smarter, and then as you're presenting me the information, I'll be able to come back like I did with Jim and go, wait a second, Billy, wait a second, Jan, let me tell you, holy crap, that connects in with this, it connects in with that, and it's going to help us put this puzzle together. So I welcome you to do that. I want you to do it, folks. I want this to become a show of by and for the people. And I will be the connective tissue here. All right? So just just keep that in the back of your mind. Also, folks, feel free for a few dollars a month. Listen, just cut out the uh, couple of McDonald's coffees or whatever and join us at pain.tv slash gold so you can start networking with other people on that platform and putting the pieces together. Uh, and sharing information back and forth. There's a lot of people doing it on there. And plus, you get the ad-free video version to this podcast and the Thomas Paine podcast. And eventually, we're going to have all these new audio books I'm going to create uploaded on there. I'm talking to Mike this week, too, about taking some of these documentaries that are getting taken down online and uploading them there behind the paywall where we won't get in trouble for copyright issues or whatever. So we're talking about that as well. So I'm going to turn that into a hub, a library full of information. In the process, I mentioned this, I don't know, 50 episodes ago, we're working on a backup site where we're going to also have a lot of this stuff, but I'm not going to launch it. I don't really want to manage a website. I'm not going to have time. So it's going to be a backup in case something ever happens to pain.tv slash gold. You never know. I mean, they could shut Mike down in a second. Uh, also, he just emailed me yesterday that the interview that I did on his show with him, he's going to air that on his channel Monday, so then we'll be able to put that out probably sometime middle of next week here at the Dustin Gold Standard. So feel free to join, hook up with people on there. It is worth it for like $8 and change a month. That's going to go up to 10 soon. And then also, if you haven't done so, please leave us a five-star review and a comment at Apple Podcasts. It does help us move up the charts. It's working. We are growing. We need to reach more people. One, we need to wake people up, all right, to the real information, the stuff that has been hidden from them in years. We need to give them the stuff, stop with the misdirection and the disinfo nonsense, and show people what's really happening. And then as people start to get together, I don't care, in Twitter groups or Telegram or at pain.tv slash gold, if you can afford the few dollars a month, people get together on there, they will start networking, and more and more solutions will start coming out. There's solutions to things you can do in your real life. I talk about them. Jim talks about them. Mike talks about them. Legal Man talks about them. Uh, VM talks about them. Maria Albanese talks about them. So there's solutions in your life. But then there's big picture stuff. Like if we could all put our differences aside, buy a million acres somewhere and build a homestead, uh, some sort of a half Amish community for people that still need to make money but want to live half off the grid. Those are big solutions, things that can actually be done 
but you need to get a group of people together. You need to get conversation started. So that's the value that Mike's show and my show, the Dustin Gold Standard and the Thomas Payne Podcast, that's where we're providing the information that people need to make these decisions and then becoming the connective tissue through a platform like pain.tv slash gold to get people together to start actually talking about this stuff. We need to start putting this into practice. Eventually, I'm going to review some old documentaries on Saul Alinsky, who wrote Rules for Radicals, this uh, progressive communist, really. And we're going to show how his concepts of progressivism tie into technocracy and into transhumanism today. But at the same time, it's going to be a teaching moment because Alinsky was the most successful community organizer on the ground. And we're going to learn a lot from him because what he ends up telling people is the death of the community organizer is planning. When you sit in a room with one whiteboards and you just plan and plan and talk all day instead of getting on the ground and actually organizing. And so a lot of this stuff we talk about, a lot of the theories and a lot of the solutions become theories, have to be put into practice. Action has to be taken. Otherwise, we just get stuck in this planning loop. It's just a planning loop. And we just talk about ideas, but we never actually get anything done. And people, for some reason, expect, not all of you really, but a lot of people expect Mike or expect me or expect Maria or expect legal man or VM, all the people that are willing to share information that somehow we're supposed to lead the movement. Like that's our job is to offer the solutions and put them into practice. What do you think that we're doing? We're dedicating eight, 10 hours a day to do research, put shows together, put them out there to be the people talking about these things. And we're not driving you into a dead end. We're not bringing you down an alleyway to run into a brick wall like a lot of the so-called talk radio hosts and big podcasters are doing they just drive you right back into the system people like mark levin you know and sean hannity and dan bongino and these guys they just drive you right back into the system they go oh there's a problem and this and that oh it's joe biden's fault back in the system let's wait till 2024 we need to re-elect trump or we need to elect ron DeSantis. these are not solutions folks they're not even talking about the real problems They're talking about WWE wrestling clown world, all right? And that's not what we're doing. So the value is we're talking about the real problems and then starting to offer solutions, stuff that we're doing in our regular life. Before we get to the piece I want to share with you, let me just read a little from this uh, technocracy study guide. There's something important embedded here that you need to know about. This, again, is from 1934. It says, Technocracy Incorporated is a non-profit membership organization incorporated under the laws of the state of New York. It is a continental organization. It is not a financial racket or a political party. Technocracy Incorporated operates only on the North American continent through the structure of its own continental headquarters, area controls, regional divisions, sections, and organizers as a self-disciplined, self-controlled organization. It has no affiliations with any other organization, movement, or association, whether in North America or elsewhere. Technocracy points out that this continent has the natural resources, the physical equipment, and the trained personnel to produce and distribute in abundance. Technocracy finds that the production and distribution of an abundance of physical wealth on a continental scale for the use of all continental citizens can only be accomplished by a continental technological control, a governance of function, a 
technate. All right, that's what they call it. Goes on to say, technocracy declares that this continent has a rendezvous with destiny, that this continent must decide between abundance and chaos within the next few years. Let me repeat, 1934 Technocracy Study Guide, one of the founding documents, I call this basically the constitution of the technocracy. It says, technocracy declares that this continent has a rendezvous with destiny. I will repeat, technocracy declares that this continent has a rendezvous with destiny. Where have you heard this before, folks? Up on the screen, I brought in Wikipedia. Rendezvous with destiny, I always... Uh, remembered it from a Ronald Reagan speech. But here, the earliest time marked on Wikipedia, and this is what I could find online, it says a 1936 presidential nomination acceptance speech by Franklin D. Roosevelt. See 1936 Democrat National Convention. 1952 book titled Rendezvous with Destiny, A History of Modern American Reform. 1964 television program that included a speech by Ronald Reagan in support of Barry Goldwater. See a time for choosing. One day we'll go through that speech. There's some stuff in there. And then a 2007 Algerian television series called Rendezvous with Destiny. So the earliest date that Wikipedia has on this phrase used by Ronald Reagan, a famous one, and all the conservative Reaganite propaganda, they always have the clip of him saying, this rendezvous with destiny. Well, the earliest time was 1936 in the presidential nomination accepted speech by Franklin Roosevelt. A rendezvous with destiny. 1936. Well, folks, in 1964, we find it in these founding documents of Technocracy Incorporated, It says, technocracy declares that this continent has a rendezvous with destiny. So Franklin Roosevelt took it from there. Then Ronald Reagan took it from Franklin Roosevelt. Well, the technocracy movement came up with this term, a rendezvous with destiny. And the truth is, folks, we today humans that are facing this prison planet slave system and the extinction the extermination the engineering of humanity out of existence faces a rendezvous with destiny only this time it is real and this time it is an existential threat ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dust to gold with the dust to gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. Now, some of you, some of you out there will always say, uh, you know, what's the solution? And we went over that. Some of you are always going to say, well, who's really behind this? 
And so it's funny, one of the uh, first things I asked Jim when I talked to him on the phone, we got about 30 minutes into our first conversation, our introduction to each other, and I said, who do you think's behind this? You know, I always want to know what people think. And so Jim mentions to me, I mean, if we're talking in realistic terms, I would say probably the Rockefeller family, and they control a lot of these other groups and organizations we've heard about over the years. And so he's been running calculations on the total wealth he believes that the so-called Rockefeller family would have today based on a projection back 100 years ago. So he'll get into that when he comes on the show. Really fascinating stuff. And so Jim starts digging in and doing some research on Howard Scott, you know, coming out of Columbia University, and he finds all these ties to Columbia University and the Rockefellers basically owning this land trust that Columbia sits on. I mean, there's all sorts of foundation grants and donations by the Rockefeller projects throughout the years to Columbia, but really goes back to the beginning. So we do a little bit of research on this. Now, Folks, we can go back to, I don't know what kind of shows you listen to, but I've listened to a wide range of podcasts out there. And we could get into Tartaria, we can get into Satanic Goat Devils, we can get into the people that we're not allowed to talk about. I mean, eventually I'll do shows on this when I have time. But my thing is, if you go too far... If all of a sudden you discover that it's an alien Bigfoot uh, and and some and and the devil operating out of a cave that control all of this, then it becomes hopeless, right? And you end up so black pilled that you're going to go home. You're going to put a gun in your mouth and blow your brains out. What is the point of that? What is the point of trying to understand this and trying to plan our future, either a breakaway civilization in our heart, you know, for our family or some community we're going to try to form? All of it becomes hopeless. And I will tell you, in everything that I've been researching and in everything that Jim has been researching and everything that Maria's been researching and Mike's been researching and Legal Man's been researching, I will tell you this. My personal belief, there are people operating at all levels of this scheme, of this scam, of this pyramid, of this multi-level marketing uh, nonsense to usher in this prison planet technocracy and transhumanism. I believe there is definitely something spiritual behind a lot of this, behind transhumanism. They may worship some weird god. They may worship the devil. I don't know. But I don't believe there is some uh, powerful force that's actually behind what they're developing. I think at the end of the day, this is being developed by very evil humans, by people that want total control. Uh, They want to wield their influence. They want all the wealth. They do want to engineer humans out of existence because humanity is a threat to them. For whatever reason, they hate humanity. I do believe that, but I do believe part of the silver lining in this, as I've explained to you, is that the technocracy is a paper tiger. Because it all operates on the internet. It all operates on energy. They can't run the prison planet. It's like if they put a bunch of us inside of a prison block, you know, in a FEMA camp, and the whole thing operates on, you know, Amazon Ring technology and Google Nest, well, if the power goes out and all of a sudden the jail doors all open, we will run free and we're able to just beat the guards to death, right? Find the warden and smash his head in with a candy cane. I don't know. 
But that's how I look at this system. It all runs on technology. It all runs on energy, on electricity, this system they're building. And the reason why it's about hacking and hijacking and pirating the natural world to control the physical world and then to control humanity and engineer humanity out of existence is because they fear that. They fear the unknown. They fear what they cannot control what they cannot engineer and that is why they're trying to engineer everything into their own image their own vision of what they believe the future should be of what they believe the planet should be of what they believe humanity should be and so the other silver lining in this is i realized i'm pretty sure i mean my opinions might change based on research but i always want to share with you my own personal thoughts on this why I'm not so blackpilled and why I believe there's hope for the future. I believe there is opportunities to create breakaway civilizations to live outside of the matrix. Is that I think right now, folks, we're not dealing with uh, lizard people. We're not dealing with cyborgs. Because if they had the power to snap their fingers and have the prison planet here right now and humans turned into cyborgs with chips in their heads that they control fully then they would have done that. They don't need to go through all of these 1933 technocratic uh, papers and theories on how to build the system. They don't need to take that, rework it, keep building the technology, and then laying out four or 5,000-page documents out of the United Nations and have a whole umbrella of NGOs and think tanks and all of these institutions and universities and private sector companies that they own and control through BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street. They wouldn't have to do this unless they were human because some non-human force some supernatural force would just do it they would just snap their fingers and it would be done and every time these guys run into some puppet dictator that they installed and then that guy thinks he has all the power then they got to knock him out of power and all these different things set them back you know there's this whole school of thought coming out of i think Catherine austin fitz and john titus that what's happening right now is that cbdc uh international global worldwide cbdc is inevitable but there's an internal struggle between russia and china and the united states basically who's going to be the one to control it see so the greed factor from the various uh power people who are in control of these various governments and banks and such there's a struggle there uh, as Jim explained to today, it's like Tony Soprano. And let's say Tony Soprano's at the top of the food chain. And then the heads of the banks and different heads of political parties and stuff, they're basically like Pauly and Silvio and Bobby Bacala. They have their own crews, right? And they're all struggling and vying for power within the corrupt criminal system. And so that's how you have to think about it. So there is the ability to beat them. There is the ability to form a breakaway civilization and say, no, we're not going to be part of this system, folks. All right, here's an article. I want to read this to you before we go over to the energy certificate document because it has to do with what I just talked about. And this is a brilliant little piece, just a few paragraphs. Uh, it is by Kathy Solomon, special to the Telegraph, and it was updated December 29th, 2015. It says, your say, technocracy being woven into our society. I just found this recently, folks, but it's exactly what I've been talking about here, that we're living within this quasi-technocratic state right now. 
It says here, throughout history, various totalitarian and dictatorial governances have more often than not been cloaked in some form of promise utopianism. These philosophies have had different roots, but the outcome is the same, destruction, misery, and death. There is a new form of utopian totalitarianism called technocracy. It is alive and well and under implementation in this country. It is transforming economics, government, religion, and law. It is about economic and social control of society and persons according to the scientific method. See that? Economic and social control of society and persons according to the scientific method. If it is allowed to be fully implemented, it too will have the same results. The results meaning what, folks? Destruction, misery, and death. It goes on to say it is being woven into our society under the names and programs called sustainable development, smart grid, green economy, smart growth, public-private partnerships, Agenda 21, land use, global warming and climate change, cap and trade, in education, the Common Core state standards. Technocracy was resurrected by the global elitists led by David Rockefeller and Zbigniew Brzezinski with the formation of the Trilateral Commission. In Brzezinski's book, who will get, we were going to get into Brzezinski eventually. He's on my radar. Don't worry. Quote, between two ages, America's role in the tech, uh, technotronic era, end quote. He wrote, quote, the nation as a fundamental unit of man's organized life has ceased to be the principal creative force. International banks and multinational corporations are acting and planning in terms that are far in advance of the political concepts of nation state, end quote. He called sovereignty, quote, fiction, end quote. He also wrote the, quote, technotronic era involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled and directed society dominated by elite whose claim to political power would rest on allegedly superior scientific know-how, using the latest modern techniques for influencing public behavior and keeping society under close surveillance and control, end quote. What are... Uh, What we are being transitioned into is global governance, and the United Nations is an integral part. Much of what is being established circumvents our Congress and the Constitution. So bit by bit, our rights under our Constitution are being eroded. We will have no representation under this governance. In view of the current Climate Conference Agenda 2030, consider the dictatorial statements such as, quote, the science is settled, end quote. Quote, climate deniers must be silenced, end quote. And quote, climate deniers should be jailed, end quote, at all. The conversation must be shut down because the, quote, science, end quote, has been bought and paid for and fabricated to fit an agenda. The scientists who have changed views against global warming climate change have had their reputations marginalized and often their careers ruined. 
Maurice Newman, chairman of Australia's Prime Minister Tony Abbott's Business Advisory Council, said, quote, the U.N. is using false models which show sustained temperature increases because it wants to end democracy and impose a new world order, end quote. The advisor's inflammatory comments coincided with a visit from the U.N. climate chief, Christina Figueres, who uh, Jim just did some research on. Goes on to say, Newman said that Figueres is, quote, on record saying democracy is a poor political system for fighting global warming. Communist China, she says, is the best model, end quote. There is much more that is in play to exact this diabolical agenda. I would direct anyone interested in learning more on this subject to read both Technocracy Rising by Patrick Wood and The Green Gospel by Sheila Zielinski. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so this is a very good piece, actually, by Kathy Solomon. And so I've got to do a little digging into her and what she wrote about. There's some missing pieces here, but this is a fantastic little piece. So I just uh, suggest you try to find this. What I would do is I would Google the Telegraph um, Technocracy Rockefeller, and you're going to come across this. Again, it's your say, technocracy being woven into our society. So what Jim is working on right now, folks, is figuring out if there was any direct money ties that we can show that the Rockefellers were behind Howard Scott and the technocracy, basically doing the research putting the white papers together for what would later be this form of government that we are in fact living under today. I don't think anyone can argue against this, folks. And all hands are on deck. Be it Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, and the rest of the technocratic transhumanist gang. Folks, when we get back, we're going to delve into energy certificates from this 1938 pamphlet put out by Technocracy Incorporated. Let's try to get this done today, fully understand this. So when we get back to the continuing conversations with Jim, we'll be able to connect the CBDC, the universal basic income, right into the energy certificates. And then if that is the case, you will have the plan for where it's going because it was written about going all the way back to 1933 and then tightened up and perfected going through Technocracy technocracy incorporated's history going up to about 1970 and then where does that go it leads into what they started working on directly out of the united nations ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold Listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back to Ping.tv slash gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard Podcast. Alright, folks, something I was just thinking about over the break, too. If you happen to be homeschooling your children, or you're thinking about homeschooling your children or your future children or you're helping out with homeschooling your grandkids. Uh, I would say that this stuff, I mean, maybe not in this form. Eventually, when we boil this down into the Thomas Paine Common Sense style pamphlet, this really needs to be taught. 
uh, combined in with what's coming out of the United Nations and coming out of Congress, because I think it, like we can't live in fantasy land. And so if you teach your children all about the founding and you spend you know 10 years on that, like we did when I grew up in a public education system, you're basically teaching about something that's defunct. It's like spending uh, 10 years studying the governing documents of the Roman Empire uh, as if we still operate under the Roman Empire because you want to believe that we operate under the Roman Empire. Or if you're going to teach your kid about the uh, Confederacy as if the Confederacy was still intact, and then all of a sudden they turn 18, they got to operate in a world that they think operates like the Confederacy, and it just doesn't. And so not to indoctrinate your kids on the laws of the technocracy, but so they understand the system that they're living under and they can navigate it. Um, so I'm going to work on that as part of a project for our kids, basically boiling this down. And so you teach them about the history of your country, uh, the country that you had, and then you teach them, and they'll be way ahead of the curve on anyone, about what they're actually living under. And that will help them learn how to navigate this stuff. Uh, Maria Albanese, just really nice, uh, told me last night she has all of the homeschool material from her son and her daughter I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars in books and materials with uh, you know, tens of thousands of hours of research behind that. Um, I was involved with some homeschooling a few years back, but it's a lot of work, folks. And so she said, I'm going to give you all that uh, for your kid because I know you're going to homeschool anyway. And it's great. All the stuff on the basics of arithmetic and science, uh, stuff like that, reading, writing. Uh, we want all that. But building a history lesson for my child, it's part of what I'm doing here at this show because I'm not going to teach my kid about stuff that I don't think really matters. Like, I'm not going to go back to teaching them about the uh, battle of, you know, 1602 uh, BC. Like, I will do a short history that'll take about three days on where we are today. But as you can see, geopolitics and uh, all of this stuff changes daily, like what's going on with Russia, Ukraine, this stuff, all the coups we run in the United States on various countries all over South America. I mean, the, the history that you write from yesterday is irrelevant today. So, But this stuff is very important because I look at this, again, as the founding documents of this quasi-technocracy that we're living under today. You have to be realistic about this. I mean, I don't want to live in fantasy land thinking I'm walking around in some constitutional republic and I have constitutional rights. I mean, that's just being completely naive. I think all of us try to protect and insulate ourselves from the government. I mean, right here, I fear the United States government, the federal government, more than anything else on earth. At the end of the day, they can take your house, they can take your bank account, they can take your cars, they can take your investment properties, they can throw you in jail. So to understand this system, I think, is very, very important instead of raising children in fantasy world, you know, in the world of uh, unicorns and rainbows and cotton candy. It's just not realistic. All right. Before we jump into the energy certificates, I mentioned this on the Dust and Gold Nugget that I dropped last night on Saturday evening, but I'm going to bring it back up today because this is very important. This is out of the uh, 2030 page uh, package I have on Howard Scott. Again, when I combine that in with the technocracy study guide, 
introduction to technocracy and all the other documents i have somewhere between 3500 and 5000 pages in documents that i'm reviewing now uh in my uh, so-called free time uh i don't know how free i am if i'm sitting here reviewing this but uh here's the thing this is an interview of Howard Scott at CHQ by Sue Hall, a college student. And this was June 13th, 1962. Again, I covered this in the nugget, but I'm going to cover it again because it's really, really important. So this is 1962, right? This is 28 years after the Technocracy Study Guide was published um in which we just read you the introduction at the beginning of the show to energy certificates i just want to go down in here real quick so this girl sue hall asked howard scott a question uh hold on here sorry folks it's such a large document every time you uh skip a page it's it's uh goes down so far all right here we go so she says to howard scott Remember, 28 years after the energy certificates are written about in the introduction to, uh, I'm sorry, in the technocracy study guide. And in 1933, in the introduction to technocracy, the energy certificates were written about. And then it predates that. We're going to eventually go back into what's called the... um, the social credit theory, there's a lot of other stuff that created this idea, okay? But this is really important. So this Sue Hall asks Howard Scott, do you still propose, or perhaps I'm not clear on this, 20000 energy dollars a year from each individual, or is that not yours? Right? She's asking him if that's his idea, 20000 energy dollars. Scott says, no, it's the income equivalent. Now, remember, your energy certificates are a medium of distribution. They are not a medium of exchange. She says, yes. Howard Scott says, it is a continental accounting system. And that was devised before you had the computing machines. Now you have them to do that. So that you would know every hour the continuous inventory of everything produced and distributed in united states you could tell who purchased it who consumed it male or female what age what occupation and what regional division and it gives you your totals every hour on everything from toothbrushes shoes to locomotives it's non-transferable all right so do you understand uh what uh he's talking about there folks all right so what he's getting at is he is referring to this uh, system that was written about, let's say, 30 years earlier. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. You understand what that is. Now he's saying 30 years later, we even have more technology to be able to manage this system better. right? We have the technology to track all of this, all of the energy consumed to create the goods, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now look at what they have today, folks right the ability to do this on an even grander scale because they actually can track everything now we talked about the rfid chips on the show with jim that are in all of these products now so they can track all of this stuff folks everything can be tracked all right so then what happens is so she says um to him and at 
the end of each year, so he's talking about the end of each year, what happens? He says, no, balanced and load period. A balanced load period on this continent would take two years. Some of your industries take two years to run through the cycle. Sugarcane, for instance, and others. You can't save it beyond that. But if you have abundance, why do you want to save it? And she says, exactly. So he's talking about two things, and we're going to get into this sooner uh, rather than later. He's talking about the ability to say, roll over your energy certificates, kind of like the old rollover minutes of the cell phone companies. And remember, they expire after a certain amount of time, uh, where like, let's say at the end of the year, you had 10,000 rollover minutes left. They basically expire. You don't get to keep putting them on to the next uh, billing cycle. And he's talking about that, where these energy certificates expire. But he's saying the system, this technological system that's going to develop an abundance of goods will keep generating goods. So why do you want to save anything? You don't need to save anything because your certificates will renew and we will just give you more goods. Right, It's like being able to save up your vacation days at work, your paid vacation days, and then roll them over to the next year. Some people allow you to. Some bosses say, no, you can't. You start with a fresh three weeks at the beginning of the year. Same principle. And over the next few episodes, we're going to dissect income, uh, personal property, transportation, how all of this stuff works within the technate system of power. Because within that system, folks, there is no personal property. You do not own a vehicle. You basically borrow or rent everything from the system. Now, that may sound familiar to you, because there was this famous meme that came out of a 2016 video on projections of 2030 by the World Economic Forum, which came to be known as you will be happy and own nothing, or you will own nothing and be happy. And so we're going to cover that in episode 82 as we get into transportation and how that system works. And what I'm going to do with that, folks, I'm going to show you how Klaus Schwab's 2016 books, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, talked about that. We'll see it in the 2016 video, You Will Own Nothing and Be Happy. And we're going to tie it back to 1933 under the program uh, coming out of the technocracy and out of the technocracy study guide. You're going to see how they talked about how they were going to handle uh, things like vehicles and how you were not going to be allowed to own one. You'd basically rent one from the state and the use of that vehicle would be docked from your share of your energy certificate allotment. Oh yeah, it was all figured out, folks, a long time ago. So as you can see from 1930 to basically early 1960s, Howard Scott has the plan, he moves it forward, he's talking about now we have more technology in order to implement this and see what I think happened was this guy was sort of the connective tissue of the scientists and engineers, he was the big thinker, he's funded by somebody, we are starting to think probably by the Rockefellers, to start to put together all the plans, all the blueprints, all the white papers on how to create a system like this. He might have thought that they were going to move it forward, but they knew that wasn't going to happen. 
happen. But they needed to know exactly how to build the technology, what technology they needed in order to create the perfect prison planet. And so that's what we're seeing being rolled out now. So you have a lot of new ideas, a lot of new things, but they're basically following the blueprint. As I said, this is like reading and analyzing the current founding documents of the so-called constitutional republic that we live under now. We're going back in time and looking into the mind of, let's call Howard Scott George Washington, or he was the thinker, let's call him Thomas Jefferson. So we're looking into the mind of the Thomas Jefferson of the technocracy, the current form of government that we are living under. I know it's complicated, folks. Absorb it over the break. When we come back, I'm going to show you energy certificates in depth so we can clear our desk of that. You'll be able to sit on that. And then tonight at midnight, we're going to roll out the second part to this where I am going to talk about the transportation, personal property, and things of that nature inside of the technocracy or inside our current form of government. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And we are aiming, folks, to be the standard in dissecting, analyzing, and predicting the future of the technocracy not in conspiracy theory terms folks we are aiming to be able to become historians on this uh both historical historians and modern historians as well as futurists so that we this audience here uh, of the dust and gold standard this show of the people by the people and for the people so that we can predict the future five years 10 years 20 years and we'll know where we're going how to not just survive this thing, but to thrive in this thing. Hopefully one day people will wake up, there'll be a revolt, they'll want to topple this system and throw the technocracy out of power. But in the meantime, we need to be able to, excuse me, we need to be able to insulate ourselves as best as possible and create an environment in our personal lives and maybe one day we form some sort of breakaway civilization and be able to not just survive it but thrive within it and it may look completely different than what we're living in today but i'm big on this half amish approach folks and so that's something i'm going to eventually be investigating myself i mean there's a lot of stuff i've learned over the years from various farmers i have people lined up that are going to come on the show soon who uh, have organic farms who uh, garden and we're going to go through all of this stuff with them folks and they're uh, really excited to come on here and share this information with us so don't worry i've got all these shows lined up it was a lot of them were in the middle of their uh, uh farming seasons uh which just really ended so they couldn't come on the show during that because they were so busy but now they're all winding down and talking to me about coming on the show soon 
And they're going to give you a lot of tips about what you can do in your life, how to garden organically, basically um, the same way we just did years upon years of climate change research in four hours with Jim. We'll be able to boil all this down. Really simple for you guys. And these are a lot of people that do it in their lives, but they don't go out there. They don't have YouTube channels and everything else. So it's going to be fascinating. All right, let's get into this energy certificate. Uh, So up on the screen for the video audience, it's called the Energy Certificate. And for those of you that don't know, Technocracy Inc.'s logo is basically a red and white yin-yang, except it doesn't have the two dots. It's just basically that a skewed uh, teardrop on either side, but it's red and white. And if you go back uh, and you want to look up Technocracy Incorporated, I'll eventually show it because I've got some videos I've been collecting. But if you go look at their old rallies, uh, yeah, everybody's dressed nice, but they have all the guys in the same exact, like, gray, wide, uh, like, with the uh, shoulder pads and the suit, double-breasted. They're all saluting. All the girls wear these gray uniforms. Uh, they've got these big stages like Donald Trump where they did these events and then technocracy and these bold letters with this weird red and white logo. It looks basically like straight out of, uh, out of Nazi Germany stuff. I mean, it's pretty, pretty nuts. Uh, at the time, back in the thirties, they were criticized. Uh, people said, wow, you look very authoritarian here. Well, that's what it was folks. That's what it was. All right. So we have the energy certificate. It says Technocracy Inc. And then uh, it's got their address. It says 15 cents in Canada. So this was basically a brochure that they published and they put out. Now, for the video audience, I'm going to be zooming in and out so I can read it. And then I'll zoom back out so the whole document's on the screen because the way this PDF is set up, it's a long brochure similar to like the size of a trifold. So I have to zoom in to read, but then I'll zoom back out so the whole document's on the screen for you. It says here on page two, that which cannot function ceases to exist. Adapted from an article in Technocracy magazine, A10, July 1937. Again, this is published in uh, 1938. All right, so this is, uh, again, that which cannot function ceases to exist. And you've seen a lot of memes coming out of COVID land, the high school theater production, people putting out there like be ungovernable. All right. So that's kind of what they're uh, talking about here. But I've got to tell you, I mean, this is just a matter of fact, the people that are in control, the social engineers that are always engineering society, and there's major social engineering elements inside of technocracy. All right. Around the same time technocracy was growing in Canada, there was a party called the Social Credit Party. And the Social Credit Party was backed by social credit theory. There's a couple different overlapping theories. We're going to get into that eventually. But you hear social credit system. When you go back to the 1930s, you'll find the Social Credit Party. So a lot of what happens is we're being engineered even when we don't realize we're being engineered. So when people today, especially some influencers, are saying be ungovernable. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong, but also being ungovernable helps lead to 
the collapse. And the issue is that they're orchestrating this collapse across supply chains, financial sectors, uh, and everything else in order to then offer up the solution, which is the technocracy, or in the case of Peter Thiel, if you're going to go with Curtis Yarvin's school of thought, that's going to be the techno-fascist king. Uh, and yesterday, I guess everyone was all upset because Trump went out and bashed uh, Ron DeSantis. What do you call it? Ron DeSanctimonious. Unbelievable. Ron, Ron, Ron. So people are mad saying Trump should step out of the way and let Ron DeSantis. You know, look, Ron DeSantis is in bed with Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, the rest of these people. So don't think that Ron DeSantis is coming to save you. And Donald Trump sure as hell isn't coming to save you. It's all theater, folks. It's all theater. But the thing is, when you become ungovernable, it opens up the door for, say, Peter Thiel to come in and to um, usher in this techno-fascist king. They, they have us cornered. But right now, we're dissecting the plans. See, if we understand the plans, we can figure out where they're going and not get all wrapped up and buy into the nonsense that they're pushing. So it says, that which cannot function ceases to exist. Now, on page three, you have here, it just says the energy certificate. Now, I'm going to read this because just so you know, if you're digging around looking for this, the copyright was 1938, Technocracy Incorporated printed in the U.S. So at least they were supporting a U.S. printing services. Uh, actually, folks, that was the 30s. That's back when we actually used to produce stuff here. It says first printing was September 1938. And then you go through second printing in uh, 39, third printing 39, fourth printing 40, fifth printing 42, sixth printing 44, seventh printing 1945. It says public Published by Continental Headquarters Technocracy, Inc. And this was based 155 East 44th Street in New York City. All right. So let's get into this. It says part one. And, I, and I'm going to finish this in this show, I think. That's my goal. It says part one, the application of science to the means whereby we live. Through countless centuries, man has found his own security in the insecurity of others, has found his own economic and cultural haven at the expense of poverty and subservience in the majority, has found that a higher station in life was possible only for the few, not the multitude. Again, I think that pretty much sounds like it's written today, right? Throughout man's history, a gigantic effort has been going on to erase from the face of the earth all evil between individuals, races, and nations. The approach has been an attempt at reforming and converting the individual with the hope that a sufficient, uh, that a sufficient number of, quote, good, end quote, men and women gathered in all lands might allow a lasting agreement upon the existing physical conflicts to be achieved. There is no need to picture here the futility of this approach and its very evident nature, or sorry, very evident failure to accomplish the idealistic dreams. It is perhaps one of the major ironies of history that a new and the only adequate approach should have been projected and offered by certain uh, interpreters of applied physical science who distinctly disclaim as their motivating force an idealistic search for truth, love, peace, harmony, and other imponderables. I apologize, folks. The way this is written, there's a lot of hyphens broken up. Uh, 
when it gets to the end of the paragraphs, goes on to say, these interpreters, men of science, undertook an analysis of the operational problems of the North American continental area. From this analysis, they synthesized a technological design of social operation, which they predicted as the next most probable form of social control in this area. It was objectively presented. By it, human history can become, for the first time, a planned progression. Based on a quantitative analysis of the continental totality, as contrasted with the old haphazard increment of the components peculiar to evolution, for example, the planned arrival of the fittest instead of the mere survival of the fittest, it is precisely the intricate uh, Immenseness, uh, immenseness of the continental problems arising in the control and operation of a unique high-energy civilization that requires and results in a unique and entirely new social methodology. So you see right here from the beginning, they are talking about a complete and total controlled population designed by the social um, engineers, Designed by the scientists, the engineers, the technologists, the machinists. That's what they are referring to. They're actually presenting this as a good thing. They're saying no more will there need to be people trying to bring equality or trying to end wars. If you let the scientists and engineers be in charge, we will bring this utopia where everyone will be equal, there will be no war, we will control the systems, we will control the levers of power, and we will be these benevolent rulers, authoritarians, totalitarian uh, dictators that oversee the continental uh, North American technate. And we will distribute all of the goods and everything will be the wonderful world of unicorns, cotton candy, and rainbows, folks. And as we know, that does not exist. Now, I am not proposing an alternative at this point. I am just letting you know exactly what they were proposing going back to 1933, exactly where we are today and exactly what the future holds for us. If you believe that this is the type of system you want to live under, you want to roll the dice and figure out if the scientists and engineers are actually good people out to make your life better and to give you free things, then hey, that's your prerogative. I'm not judging you. I'm just letting everyone in this audience know and understand exactly what this system is that these people envision. And you can make a decision first. Do you want to live under this? Are you willing to accept this? Are you willing to be corralled into this system? Or if your only other option at this point is to roll the dice with a complete corrupt constitutional republic. I would choose the latter. Unfortunately, that's not actually an option for us because the corrupt, rotting constitutional republic is on board with ushering in the technocracy. They are intentionally collapsing this current form, this system of government we supposedly lived under, at least the illusion, for the last 250 years. They are intentionally collapsing it because they're all on board with moving us into the technocratic system underneath the technate. It's quite obvious that they are because if they weren't, they would be at war with people like Elon Musk, 
Peter Thiel, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Noah Harari, and the rest of the technocratic gang, they would not be funding them. They wouldn't be paying for their experiments. They wouldn't be paying for them to run the adoption campaigns, the PR campaigns, to usher in all of the technology needed in order to have a full-blown operational technique. So that's how you know the government's on board. It's collapsing. It's corrupt. It is dirtier than ever because there's a fire sale going on right now. These people have already signed over the control of this country and its citizens and its land. That's all we are. And its natural resources to the technate. So right now they're just stealing everything they can out of the current system, folks. When we get back, we're going to get through this energy certificate document. You're going to have a full understanding of this system. And then we'll be able to tie this in with Jim to what CBDC and UBI looks like. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, now before some of you start screaming at your phone or radio, wherever you're listening to this show, folks, I'll just tell you, I already know this. As you know, we covered briefly the other day uh, Joshua Hadelman, who is Elon Musk's paternal grandfather. Elon Musk's mother, May, had a father named Joshua. And so I I have this. It's going to come in in a future episode. But let me just give this to you before you yell at me and say, why are you skipping this? Are you misdirecting? Um, This is from uh, ncbi.com nlm.nih.gov and and this is just quick because i had mentioned the social credit party in canada so it says right here dr hadelman also earned a place in the political history of canada owning uh, owing to his service as research director for technocracy inc of canada we went over that his national chairmanship of the social credit party during the second world war and his unsuccessful bid for the national parliament So, yes, Elon Musk's grandfather was involved with the technocracy, original technocracy movement, as well as the Social Credit Party. And we're eventually going to get into the Social Credit Party because that's going to tie us into social credit theory. We're going to understand a little bit more what's behind Uh, the energy credits and everything. And the more we have, the more we'll be able to tie into Jim's research and what the UN is doing now. And I'll be honest with you, I am not digging into CBDC, carbon credits, or UBI right now because Jim is the finance guy. And so he's digging into that. And then I'll be able to lay out the information that we have and we'll be able to connect that all back. All right, let's go back over to the energy certificate. This is a section, Energy, the Cause. The increase of energy-consuming devices in a high-energy civilization tends to nullify all concepts of value inherent in those of previous ages. 
the rate of extraneous energy consumption on this continental area has reached an order of magnitude which results in a plethora of goods and services beyond the manageable limits of our present control technique. When power is used in vast quantities, the resultant is an abundance of goods and services. Never in history has man faced the technical problem of distributing an achieved abundance his effort in the past have been directed towards philosophical speculation as to how an abundance might be achieved now abundance has been thrust upon him by technology one technological problem has been solved but man not realizing that he is faced with another technical uh, technical problem has turned to philosophic speculation to solve the distribution conundrum The availability and use of vast quantities of power opens up many vistas of possibility uh, of possible human achievement uh, hitherto seen only as shifting mirages by the utopian dreamers of history. It realizes the physical fact of abundance. It contains within itself the technique whereby that abundance can be distributed. It provides not only another variation of the method of haphazard exchange now in operation throughout the world, but a technique of uh, mensuration, a physical accounting system and a continental order of magnitude. The continental accounting system in operation would be the arrival of certainty in all human physical requirements, right? So this is just about total control of the system of goods. And so I just point you in the direction of something like, I don't know, folks, worldwide now, who controls a large, a large, large portion of the retail sector? Who collects all these goods? Who has all of the independent manufacturers tied into their system? Who puts them all up for sale in the form of an app? Who can track where, I don't know, 50, 60% of the goods in America go? I don't know, a little company called Amazon that has giant warehouses all over the country? Who now is putting their software into many of the grocery stores, including independently owned grocery stores around the country, around the world, who's now able to have access to the inventory of grocery goods, both from the warehouse and the retail side. I don't know, a little company called Instacart. You see, I told you the technocrats are consolidating power, and part of the power is going to be control over the goods. And eventually what you're going to see is that these warehouses are not going to just warehouse products they're also going to turn into manufacturing plants because a lot of this stuff is going to be 3d printed and we're going to get into that in episode 82 so a lot of the stuff including the food this is why you're hearing about 3d printed meats is is everything's going to be 3d printed so it'll be printed right at the source right at the warehouse and then delivered out directly to your door oh yeah This is all intentional, folks. There is nothing organic about this system. All right, it says social design now possible. Science and technology have developed the method of research and analysis. Man is now an adept with an honor roll of achievement 
in the discovery and classification of physical knowledge by which he has constructed energy-consuming devices that have created a new world. Today, the data are available. More research is being conducted than ever before. No area on Earth excels the continent of North America in this respect. In the matter of design, too, science and technology have made strides, but only in the minute of science and technology. Oh, minuet of, I'm sorry, they went over to an italic I couldn't read. Uh, I'm sorry, minutia of science and technology. Man has designed and constructed enormous dams, power plants, and canals, but he has never designed and constructed a continental high... uh, Hydrology. Man has designed streamlined trains and magnificent railroad terminals, but never an integrated continental system of low-cost rail transportation. Man has designed automobiles and highways, but never a superhighway system with control of traffic, origination, and load factor. Man has designed mammoth strip steel mills, but not an automatic steel uh, sequence from iron or to finish the product. Man has built haphazard price system economies and political empires, but never has he designed a self-contained, technologically controlled social mechanism. Now, I'll just go back over here. I want to just mention, I'm not going to go through all of these today, but it says, man has designed automobiles and highways, but never a superhighway system with control of traffic origination and load factor. Well, folks, what do you think Google Maps is? Ha! Huh. Started by... Google Earth came from a company started with CIA money, CIA through InQtel, the venture firm. We did that on a past episode. So Google Maps that the majority of people are driving around and using in their car to get from A to B, and then some of these other so-called GPS systems you think are separate are actually running on Google Maps technology. The government, the CIA through Google, is actually controlling traffic patterns. People just put that on in their car off their iPhone, and they think its job is to get you from point A to point Z. They're actually directing all of the traffic patterns, like an air traffic controller that sits uh, at the airport and directs the planes. That's all being done uh, by the government. And then once we go to, let's say, the promise of the electric vehicles, or at least the cars that have computer systems in them, uh, self-driving, this is all the managed system. So instead of talking about this in 1938 terms, let's talk about it in 20. 38 terms that's where they're going with this everything will be controlled by the artificial intelligence algorithms that will run the traffic to get people from a to z that is if they actually let you leave your house it goes on to it goes on to say in other words the oh and and let's just point out that other part it ended with uh price system economies and political empires but never has he designed a self-contained technologically controlled social mechanism and that is what the fourth industrial revolution is all about ushering in this technologically controlled social mechanism it says in other words the design of the past has been but the design of the uh Minutia, the working up from the part of the whole and not the design of the whole, leading down into the microcosmic parts of the entity. When a continental social mechanism is designed as an operational totality, then and then only will the results of the whole exceed the sum of its parts. When and only when all the factors relevant to the operation of a social mechanism are measurable is a planned social structure possible with unmeasurable factors. Effective social planning is 
possible. Today, the predominant unmeasurable factor is price, which explains why neither the United States nor Russia nor any other area on the earth has been able to affect a planned economy. But of course, science and technology have never had the opportunity until two decades ago to design in this manner. Science and technology are comparatively new. They have been engaged in building with the tools and knowledge at hand. They have never looked upon the social order, unless it be in Jekyll and Hyde, escape from their laboratory. Therefore, the discovery of the importance of the energy factor in social measurement was made by a scientist who never left his laboratory, a scientist whose laboratory was a continent. The next session, section is measurement by energy cost. The dislocation of the commodity exchange method of distributing goods and services and of economics in general became apparent after the World War. They're talking about World War I. The disrupted conditions at that time led to an investigation which in turn uncovered the astounding yet almost obvious fact that the only common denominator of all commodities and services is energy. The scientist who pointed this out simply proposed to measure the total amount of energy used by the continent in a given period, measure the energy cost of physical production and services, and use these measurements as the basis for the regulation of all continental production and distribution. See, there we go, folks. That is what now? They want to regulate the entire continental, you know, technate and all the production and distribution under this idea of the energy system. And so does that not sound eerily similar, eerily similar to what this ESG score is? Does that not sound similar to the carbon credits? Does that not sound similar to what universal basic income and CBDC is going to become, folks? See, we're cracking the code here to the past. We have found the originating documents of what we are seeing implemented today. They've been designing this and architecting it and building the infrastructure uh, infrastructure for the last 90 years. We just were not aware of what exactly was happening and now we are ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dust to go with the dust to gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. And this is the Dustin Gold Nugget, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so, hey, there was a word that was in italics. It was difficult to read. And so it is my fault. This is a new thing I'm going to do. Whenever I run into one of these, uh, I'll pull it up. So I was saying minutia, but actually I listened to the pronunciation over the break, and it's minutiae. Minutiae is how it was spelled, but it's still small, precise, or trivial details of something. And it's a minutiae. So now you know, folks. Minutiae. And I apologize, but from now on, I'll do that. Bill O'Reilly used to do that. Word of the day. 
So when I start hitting these things, I'm going to start working that into the show called word of the day or a word that Dustin doesn't know how to pronounce. And then I'll bring that up. And so there's no shame in that folks. <laughs> All right. It's part of my uh, child's homeschooling. I'm going to have to be able to do this. All right. It says uh, the price system. The price system. Again, this document is the energy certificate from 1938. The price system grew out of the days of scarcity when trading his crude materials or stealing them was the only way in which man could acquire the articles which he acquired, which is funny. They're talking about the crude materials, you know, they're stealing. And this entire technique actually operates on the scientists and engineers being able to harness or steal all of the natural resources and then we'll see in the next episode with jim that's exactly what these folks are uh, doing under the bank for international settlement so there's some fevery going on ladies and gentlemen also with some sleight of hand goes on to say through complex ramifications the trading system has grown until it is now the overwhelming structure of finance, business, commerce, and politics, in short, the price system into a gigantic structure, but still just a method of exchanging goods springing from the ancient custom and necessity of barter. All right, so they're calling this whole system, basically, let's call it capitalism or free market capitalism, they're calling it the price system. Because you're going to see this come up time and time again. So the price system. It says, no intention or pretense is made of accurate uh, mensuration or control. No physical accounting is involved. No accurate predictions can be made and no stabilization can be assured. The price system is simply a method of erratic exchange. In scarcity, it suffice well enough as an exchange method in abundance it cannot even do that when possibility when the possibility of assuring accurate measurement of all goods and services the services in quantitative physical terms was announced it was treated with scorn by all of the institutions of the price system to take science out of the laboratory and apply it to social operations was considered uh, uh heretical but now the inevitability of such a development is fast becoming accepted. Those who are blind to the acceptance of the new thing will be like those who refuse to accept the coming of the railroad. They will have to accept it or remove themselves from its sphere. Let us add, that is a long, cold swim to the next continent, right? So what they're basically saying is, if you guys... Uh, the dust and gold standard, the gold pillars, or the uh, paniacs who listen to Thomas Paine want to have a breakaway civilization and don't take part in this system, you're going to have to move to another continent. And it's a long, cold swim to get there. But you will not be allowed to escape this system. Now, eventually we will talk about this because that is one of the things I, I used to do a lot of podcasts on Marxism and communism and fascism. And we would talk about how we could go buy a million acres in Montana or Wyoming or Texas or Florida or somewhere and build a breakaway civilization. But at the end of the day, Marxism, communism, fascism, they're expansive. And so they're not going to let you just break away. They're going to come after you. And that's one of the things we will have to talk about when we're developing and wargaming a strategy to exit this system. But basically, that's their threat there, that you will not be allowed to exit this system, the uh, technique. 
It says facts and social progression. Physical development has made the next step mandatory, and technocracy, grown from the work of the interpreters of science previously mentioned, now states the following unqualified facts, that we live on the North American continent that this continent has abundant resources, that its population is the most nearly homogeneous of any like area on the earth, that we have designed, built, and are operating the largest and most complex array of technological equipment in existence, that we have more men and women technically trained than any other area on the earth, that we have the highest average consumption, of extra, uh, extraneous energy per capita of any continent. Technocracy also states that there need to be no restriction of our physical standard of living due to inadequate resources, that our population is leveling off to a maximum, that we can only continue toward maximum physical consumption by the increased substitution of kilowatt hours for man hours and by a continuous improvement of our equipment that we will be forced to a greater and greater integration of our physical equipment and that will be we will be forced to adopt a technological administration of all the sequences of all social operations this then is our social progression whether we like it or not if we do not accept these physical conditions and refuse to adopt a method of control capable of administering these processes, there is only the other alternative, complete abandonment of our technological developments with consequent chaos. It is not likely that we will permit that catastrophe. The American people are going to demand that we move forward. And they, the American people, are going to conscript their leaders and the technologists, scientists, and engineers to lead them to the new America, to the new America. Folks, that is very, very important, right? So you're understanding they're laying out these issues, okay, of which will happen if you do not let the scientists and engineers become the elite class, and to control the entire population. Now, as we reviewed in some past documents, that the argument was that they created, the scientists and engineers created the industrial boom, which led to a boom in population, which led to poverty, which led to unemployment. All right? So they admit they admit that technology ended up creating those problems. At the same time, they will make the argument that technology led a lot of people out of so-called poverty, right? Well, pre the industrial era, what was poverty? I don't know. I'm not advocating for everyone to live in poverty. I'm saying they also say they lifted people out of poverty. So they're saying now the solution is to allow them to become the technate, to run the industrial system. They're going to create a planned economy where everyone is handed energy certificates based on, you know, their share of energy used and such. And so they will control everything and they will handle the production of the goods and they will handle the distribution of the goods. So what they're saying here, let me just reread this paragraph. This then is our social progression, whether we like it or not. 
If we do not accept these physical conditions and refuse to adopt a method of control capable of administering these processes, okay, what does that say again? And refuse to adopt a method of control, all right, control, it's all about control, capable of administering these processes, there is only the other alternative, complete abandonment of our technological developments with consequent chaos. So what are they basically admitting to there? And what have they admitted in other documents? And when you connect them, what does it say? They developed a technological system that now has ushered us into a new social order, a new culture, a new way of doing things that now the humans are going to overpopulate, they're going to starve to death, they're going to be in poverty, unless you let us come in charge of this, be in charge of this, and run this whole system and distribute the goods to the people. Now, why is that important? Because again, this is the same thing that Elon Musk is doing with artificial intelligence, as we covered here in depth. He's telling you as he's building it, as he's doing it in cooperation with the government, that artificial intelligence will end up overrunning man. But he has a solution for you. So you're not displaced. You don't end up in poverty because you're too stupid and you can't keep up with the machine. He is saying that if you merge with the machine under this concept of singularity, the merger of man and machine, then he can promise you that you're going to excel and you're going to make it and you're not going to be overrun in this new technocracy, this new transhumanist future. You will be okay. And then he asks you, as I've harped on, to let him be the governor of the governing body that oversees the technology, the artificial intelligence that he, Elon Musk, built. Because if he's the governor, he could make sure that artificial intelligence does not wipe us out. Because if we merge with it, then we will live in harmony with it. And what is the, what are they saying right here? What is Howard Scott saying under this energy certificate? That we built this system, we built the technology that's now bringing pain and suffering to the people. But if you let us build more of it, and you let us run it, if you let us govern it, then we can save you from the very technology that we created that has brought more harm than good. That is what they're saying. That is what this says. They're saying, we've run you into a ditch, and now we're the only ones who can help you. Give us your hand, and we'll get you out of the ditch, right? That's what's happening. Let's read the last part one more time. It says, it is not likely that we will permit that, uh, that, we will permit that catastrophe, meaning that the leaders of the current price system, the politicians, the representatives, they will, they will not let the technology developments go away, uh, evaporate. That's too disastrous, too much chaos. So now they've got them cornered, and they're going to push them into the technique. They have no choice now. Because they're saying, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, we got you. We own you. We've got you by the, uh, the fuzzy dice. And now you have to come along with us for this ride. It, it ends with saying, the American people are going to demand that we move forward. And they, the American people, are going to conscript, conscript their leaders, the technologists, scientists, and engineers, to lead them to the new America. Folks, 
just go back, go back in time, two and a half years, March 2020, kickoff of COVID Land, the high school theater production. The people that may very well have created the problem, like Dr. Anthony Fauci, told people he was science. You couldn't argue with him because he was science. He is part of this class, the scientists, the technologists, the engineers. And if you don't follow him, you are going to die. If you don't lock down, you are going to die. And this will be chaos. So you need to follow him into the new America, into the new normal, into the Great Reset, into Build Back Better, into the fourth industrial revolution. The stage was set. The plans were clear, folks. This, again comes out of the original documents of Technocracy Incorporated from 1933. This document published in 1938, folks. It's all there. The game plans were there. Everything was there. When we get to episode 82, that's coming up next, drops at midnight tonight. I'm going to finish up this energy certificate document, and then I'm going to start to show you how the plan system is exactly what has been promoted through the World Economic Forum over the last eight years, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dustin Gold. Thank you for joining me. I hope you learned a lot today, folks. We are going through the founding documents of the real government that we live under today. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. We'll be back tonight. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.